Welcome to the Two Gents from Nowhere podcast. He's Dominic in Buenos Aires. I'm Phil in Los Angeles, and we are the Two Gents from Nowhere. And thank you for joining us for our maiden voyage. And I think we've already, I think we've already been canceled because we can't do maiden. You used the word maiden. I don't want to be part of it. I did. It's our first episode. Is that better? I don't know. Inaugural. I like inaugural. uh, Inaugural episode. Inaugural is a good word. I like that word. So we'll go with that. The inaugural episode. Unless it implies something. I mean, I I, I don't know about maiden, but it does sound a little sort of, uh, you know, sort of 10th century England. You know, a bit like me. (laughs) Ethelred the Unready. Uh, Ethelred the Unready, who, I mean... Let's talk about Ethelred the Unready, because I'm, listen, I don't know if this is true, but I'm assuming that that the good people of Los Angeles are not necessarily up to speed with the history of Ethelred the Unready, who genuinely was, along with King Ralph, one of the great, uh, the great leaders of my country, <laughs> of, of the country I left behind. Um, who do you think? Who do you think do you makes, this, makes the decision for Ethelred the Unready? Who says, like, this is the guy? He was like a what, like an 880 or something like that? Just, I, I, I listen. You'll do. <laughs> Here you go. I think with a name like that, you've got to be someone, right? It's a bit like if, if you were Cher or Sting, and that was, but you just worked in a shop. That would be really weird. But if you're <laughs> called Ethelred the Unready, I mean, I'm assuming he probably just sort of slaughtered his way to the top. You know, but he was, listen to this. He was succeeded by his son. Guess what the name of his son was? What was that? Edmund Ironside. And then listen to this. This is, it gets better. Edmund Ironside, the successor to Ethelred the Unready, died after a few months with the crown on his head and was replaced by... I'm not making that you're going to think I'm making this up. He was replaced <laughs> by Nut. Spelt, and I'm not making this up, spelt C N U T. King. So, everybody out there, just so everybody out there in podcast land, this is not a podcast on medieval uh, names or pre medieval names or pre medieval history. This is just, this is our rambling. It is now. Because. We made this now. Well, guess what? Subject has changed. This is what people want to hear. You change the uh, show notes want, quick. That's right. Change change them up. We we had we had this conversation because we decided that you know the professional nature that we hear on podcasts. You know, we, we really don't want to get into professional mode. We're in case of getting into professional. Exactly. Every conversation that we have, you know. It is not. This is not professional mode. This is this is us rambling. You could be interested. You might not be. We we think this this is going to be a hit. Uh, but but uh, this is not an educational based podcast. This is this is really a podcast for us to catch up uh, on the happenings in places like Buenos Aires, Los Angeles, where we travel. We, we try to travel, and we will we will do so even even more uh, when this pandemic is over. The Queen of England, speaking of, speaking of cash in your pockets, do you think she ever has to pay, pay for anything? Do you ever think she has to produce currency? You know, I sincerely, I sincerely, you know what? I would, 
I would give anything. I would give anything to see that a whip round, you know, while she's standing there saying, "You, you, one is short. Is is one? One is is. I'm having to tighten the belt at the moment." And but I, but, but you the know, market, the thing is, you know, the market, the market, you know, well, all the I'm on all the money, so it's mine. I mean, presumably. She doesn't ever. Uh, has she ever actually held a crisp or non-crisp ten-pound note, for example, and like handed it over and said, "Oh, look at that! There I am. I'm on it. I'm on it." I'm, I'm sure she's seen one. I'm sure she knows what it feels like. She's had to have kind of some sort of a ceremony, right? Like, There's probably like a, a, a ceremony of the stocking or something to uh, to announce a new a new note, banknote. But I actually. Actually, I'd assume that she probably has to approve the design. She says, oh, I'm not sure about this one. One has a double chin. One. <laughs> because there was actually a big scandal in the UK like a few years ago. Because I'm trying to remember if it was on a note or on a coin. I think it may have been on a coin where they updated the image of Her Majesty. Right? And like on the previous coin, Her Maj was still kind of young and... Uh, you know, with this extraordinary sort of uh, jawline, and it was a very flattering, um, you know, image of her profile. And then they updated it. And I don't know who did it, but it was like, I'm sure they got their head chopped off at the tower because <laughs> she suddenly looked like, well, I mean, to be blunt, she just looked like a bit of an old bag, you know? And I thought, <laughs> I thought, imagine, did she, I, I don't expect that she approved that. Where is the where is the man who did this? You know, <laughs> bring me the head of the man who drew this picture. You know, it's it's funny. You know, being in Britain, right, and and just touring around. Here's what I do know. Right? I don't know if she's ever held a ten a ten pound note, but she sure got plenty of them off of me when I went to visit Tower of London. And <laughs> she's I probably, have to tell she's you, probably counting them. Here, that American, that American Trump. <laughs> One, two, three, four. That Californian, he didn't half yes. throw the money around. <laughs> this is excellent, excellent, excellent. Tax the rich. So that so I went there, and I have to tell you, you know, they take it, they take you for all this, all this cash at the beginning, and that's fine. I get it. You know, I'm a tourist. They see you coming. Walk from, in a tower uh, of London from you know twelve thousand miles away or whatever it is. Yeah, they, oh, they, yeah, they, yeah, completely took me for, for 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 everything I had. So, go go in and saw the crown jewels in these climate controlled, you know, very ornate uh, glass cases that are very you know you know impenetrable and you know like you know this like this guy has seen one too many movies with James Bond where you know this crown yeah. jewels are stolen yeah. and all that stuff. So you the, thought you could get some of your money back? Like you, you your hope was that you were going to go yeah. in there. They were just going to be laid out in the open. Yeah. You were going to take one. As compensation yeah, exactly. for the amount of money your entry fee had cost, right? I don't need anything big. I don't need anything big. Okay, I just need a ring. You know, just a ring. <laughs> it, the if I, ring if I were the ring of Ethel Red, the yeah. unreadish. <laughs> That's exactly right. If I were, if I were, if I were in there, I'd be real honest. with was like, I just need, I just need that. Yeah, doesn't even need to stone it. I just need that, just that ring right there. Thanks. That's it. Right. Get my money back. But I, I, I visited the Crown Jewels, and then I went into the exhibit du jour, I guess, whatever yeah. whatever they, they would have. I went in there, and they were doing this armor, you know, this, this thing with the Queen's armor, which I'm, you know, I'm sure she's never put on. <laughs> and I would. 
If I owned that much armor, I'd put it on all the time. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'd be like walking around. My kid, my kid would look at me just like, "What are you wearing?" It's like, "Well, I own it. Might as well wear it." You, you just know? wear it when you're around the house, um, <laughs> yeah. cooking. Yeah, maybe we're in some social situations, you know, just driving around. But it could, or it could, it could, maybe it, it could have helped spice up a marriage or something. You know, I, I, I don't know. How to do <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I can never People go home after saying that. I think yeah. that's it. I'm no, stuck no. in Buenos Aires no, forever. You're 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 done. But yeah, they're going to put you on some kind of list for this. But I, I, what I noticed, I went in there and I saw this armor, and then like they had the horse's armor too. So not only does she get armor, her horse gets armor too. Which yeah. I, you know, the horse is just like, why are you putting this on me? This you're is acting like this isn't normal. Down, you know? <laughs> yeah. What 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 is this? So. Anyway, my biggest qualm was not was not the armor was cool. The armor was cool. All of the weaponry was cool. Everything was really neat. The problem was I was in London in the middle of July. Okay, and the problem <laughs> is that I can see what that, this is that, going. Go that, on. The, that the the tower that she's put all this armor in has no air conditioning whatsoever. <laughs> it's the best. Like you you walk in and it's and it's hot as Hades. You're pouring sweat. You're thinking, okay, I'll go into this old building that's owned by the Queen of England. So, of course, should be, you know, should have some air conditioning in it because they've got all this money. You know, <laughs> you walk in, it's like a couple of like industrial fans in the corner that are something there for air circulation. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, did, I mean, she's got all this money. She just took me for like 100 pounds, you know, I guess in, 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 in American dollars. That's like 200 bucks. Can you put some window units in here or something? I mean, it's just 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 something to hold it over, you know? Do you think do you think somebody's like in there going like, you know, Your Majesty, there's someone who passed out from the tower again. I really suggest that we put in some air conditioning, some temperature control. And do you think she's just like, oh, how much is that going to cost? I don't think she's ever muttered that <laughs> in her life, <laughs> you know? But it's like, I think that's going to be quite a few pounds. Would you like to get estimates, <laughs> madame? Yes, get estimates. Yes, do what's right. Get estimates. It's like, yeah, I don't think she's ever uttered that. So it's not a cost-cutting thing. You know, like we can't can't put air conditioning in because it's too expensive. Well, she can do Man, the jewels, right? Yeah, She can, she can uh, climate yeah. control oh, the jewels. Yeah. yeah she knows that's, what matters. By, like, you're just the pleb, exactly. right? You don't count. And you're an American pleb at that. You. You're a traitor. So... <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm, She's yes, like, I'm, I'm let them sweat. <laughs> These ungrateful colonists who are coming here to see my armor. <laughs> and my massive it's, it's, diamonds. It was, it was unbelievable. I got out of that building. I looked at my wife and I'm just like, I need an ice cream. Which, by the way, in London, we loved the fact that you could find ice cream on every block. In London, ice cream's a big thing. Joe Biden would love London, because there's an ice cream vendor in the summer everywhere. Like, that, he like, like he's cream? making his year in one day. Oh, he loves ice cream. You know, he was he was he was sitting there the middle middle of January. There was like a snowstorm in D.C., and they're trying to cast him as this normal guy. Which again, this is another thing that I have. This is another thing that we can discuss. They're trying to cast him off as a normal guy. So it's like we're gonna we're gonna have you go down the street for some ice cream. Okay, it's like he lives in the White House. He can have ice cream whenever he wants. He doesn't have to leave the, uh, the White House in the middle of a snowstorm to go get ice cream, but apparently he wanted to do that. Um, and, and they're always asking him what flavor ice cream, you know, that he just loves ice cream. He's always got his aviators well, those, on, those like, top gun, licking, a, licking yeah. ice cream. What, what kind of, what's your favorite questions. flavor of ice cream? 
That's exactly mm. right. We've got we've got a pandemic going on. We've got record high inflation. You know, our our global structure is crumbling. But you know, we really need to make sure. Was that chocolate chip? Was that pistachio? Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. White chocolate macadamia, perhaps. <laughs> you know, that's those are the pressing questions that we need to be asking. Anywho, um, but when we were in London, it was incredible to see how many ice cream vendors there were. You is know, that I, something that is I, all over Britain in the summer? They just love ice I'm cream? I'm semi-speechless because I've I got to tell you, I, 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 I grew up there and I never noticed this. Um, I, I, because we don't make ice cream well, um, I suspect that they just were like, look, Americans. So they like sort of, it's like a sort of a pop-up <laughs> ice cream yeah, vendor, yeah. right? Who just sort of appears <laughs> out of nowhere. So he probably hasn't even got ice cream. He's just like a homeless guy pretending to be an ice cream seller. <laughs> oh, that'll be 10 quid, Squire. And you're like, I don't know you said. how much is that dollars? You know? And you just $20 over, ice cream cone. And you that's, hand it over that, like it's not even there. You know? Yeah. That's, and then you get the what? You get, you get a, what did you get? Did you get a, a 99 flake? I don't even know what a 99 flake is. I, I can't that's even remember if that's what it's called. But basically, it's like you get this crappy little cone. And then there's a, a whipped yes. ice cream machine that does this yes. swirly yes. white ice cream. And then they stick yes. a Cadbury's flake, which I don't think you have yes. in the U.S. Yes. And it sort of that's sticks exactly out. That's exactly what it was. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Right. How much did you pay for that, that good. delight? God, I got I to gotta think it, it was probably five pounds. So this 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 trip that you took to my home country basically bankrupted you, Acosta, and you you lost a lot of weight at the Tower of London. I did, I did. I could, you know what you could do every day if you wanted to. You wouldn't have to work out. Just pay the Queen thirty five pound to get into the Tower of London. Go up and down that air conditioned armory she has there a couple <laughs> times. You'll drop ten pounds in a week. This guy is brilliant because how many ice cream vendors do you think probably? try to get to that spot every day. And they're like, it's a different guy every day. And this guy was just there at five in the morning. You know, you gotta, you gotta be ready because all of the ice tired cream, and ice hot cream American tourists are an yeah, actual thing in my country, in absolutely. my, in my own country. They I are a thing. Ice cream I believe wars. it because you got all these, these, these overweight Americans coming out of that armory that she's got in there, not air conditioned. And they are, what do they all want when they leave? Ice cream. Hello. Yeah. Like the, like the guy's brilliant. Probably makes his whole year. He didn't. You you works two months out of the year. Lives like a king. I mean, not 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 really because obviously she lives very well. But you but know, when I was at school, about, there was an ice cream war that took place outside my school. Like there was there was this this sort of this uh, you know this this turf. This, this, everybody wanted that turf. Basically, obviously, you got school kids piling out of school gates, schoolboys, and you got two ice cream vans out there always, right? And one of them is run by this really sweet old guy. He's like 97 or something, right? And he's he's been there since sort of 1913 or whatever, you know, yeah, selling his ice cream. Since, yeah. since and he's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Uh, when ice cream was made out of God knows what, um, he <laughs> paced, you know, like wall paste, yeah, um, polyfiller, you know. But it was like, I remember oh, yes, we made, we made do for, for king and country. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's what they say. 
So he. So anyway. So he. So he, he was there during the during the blitz. He, during the blitz, that didn't deter him. He was yeah, out there selling the ice there. cream. Even when his ice cream van got hit by a, a rocket, a V two rocket, he still sold a ninety nine flake to a to a schoolboy in the rubble. Churchill. You know? Churchill himself bought an ice cream cone from that man to show solidarity. That's, Churchill that's, himself. This is the kind of man we're talking about. We're talking about a living legend. He was sweet. He was nice. I love it. And he, he kind always of had his perfect find. little white ice cream maker's coat on in his van. And he was short. So you'd barely be able to see over the counter. And we were short. So we'd barely be able to look up to the counter. So it was like this perfect sort of thing. And every day after school, there was this, this snaking line of schoolboys. Um, waiting to buy a 99 flake off this guy. And there was always nobody lining up outside the other ice cream van that was run by this incredibly angry, big, fat, filthy, sweaty man with a cigar lodged in his mouth the entire time, right? And he was really hairy, and he had, like, massive amounts of curly hair as well, and it, and, and hair sort of springing out from under his, his, his shirt, and he would lean out of the <laughs> he would lean out so of his you, van, which was rocking with anger, right? Sort of up the road, his van was there rocking with anger every day. And he'd lean out. So I can't imagine. He'd be shaking his fists and it, with his like his tattooed arm would come out of the ice cream van. And he'd say, Damn you all, you know, or worse. Like I can't, the kind of thing I'm not gonna say in case this is a family, family podcast. But um sure. but uh yeah. He would so he would he would lean out of his van and he'd scream obscenities basically you know um, the, the gentle listeners so you I, will, I will spare the gentle listeners the the actual details of what he used to say but let's say it sounded a lot like King Knut. Um, uh, <laughs> so you so okay so I can't I, I, no, just, I, gets, I can't imagine why no this you would better. you would rather buy you would rather buy an ice cream cone from like the British version of Bob Hope than. <laughs> Than like George the Animal Steel. Like right. I can't imagine why you would want to do. That. <laughs> I can't imagine what this, his marketing, where his marketing this guy was going never wrong. cleaned up his act, and he never cleaned up his van as well. Like his van was filthy. His van was filthy on the inside. His ice cream like machine, you know, with this squirrely, swirly, gross sort of creamy whipped cream ice cream thing was disgusting, right? And I bet you he'd never even changed the content, right? And his van was covered in rust on the outside. It was not an appealing oh. prospect. You felt no. like if you bought an ice cream off this guy, you were, you were risking your life, right? So anyway, so no one you went... You tetanus shot just by looking at this guy's van. Yeah. So one day, he leans out of his van. I'm there to witness this, right? One day, he leans out of his van. He's had enough. He's, he's reached the end of his tether, right? <laughs> Never mind yeah. going to another spot no. and trying to sell it. Unthinkable. Unthinkable. <laughs> he's okay. really trying to get this market. That's yeah. good. By, it, by <laughs> okay. calling the king, the, uh, the, the kids, King Knutz. Um, he, <laughs> he shakes his fist out the thing as usual, right? Path of the course. But this time, he actually says, <laughs> he actually screams, I'm going to kill you to the other ice cream fan man. Right to the dear old lovely guy who sold the ice cream to Winston Churchill, right? Him. And he's gonna he says, I'm gonna murder you, basically. Threatens, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. the next day As one as one tends to threaten, yes. Yeah. yeah. But he meant it because the next day, the other ice cream van man had gone, the one who'd been there since 1913. And the only ice cream van left was this guy's, you know? The big hairy gorilla. 
And we were like, where's, where's sweet old, you know, Jenkins or whatever, you know? <laughs> where's, where's Jenkins gone? We'd say, oh, oh, sweet old Jenkins. He used to say, the ice cream truck in the sky. Yeah, and he'd gone. And, uh, and he never appeared again. And he was obviously so, murdered. So, so now, so by that point, you have to be thinking this guy, this guy over here, the angry guy is like the Sweeney Todd of the ice cream market in London, right? He's yeah. probably chopped up that guy. Is that what you're thinking? I'm almost certain that's what happened. And I, I suspect he then sold it in the form of Frankfurters, you know, hot dogs do you think, out of his van. Do you, think there was, do you think there was a point where the old guy was just like, you know, you could find another block. London's a big city, you know. Yeah, but I think I think you're being I think you're being way too rational here, and you're you're ignoring <laughs> the emotional, the need to beat the old guy that the hairy gorilla guy had. I'm always amazed. I'm always amazed at the British tendency to press on no matter what. You know, it's obvious that your that your business is crumbling, that you have no hope of surviving in the place where you are currently. And rather than go find another market or maybe clean your van, you start getting angry at your customers or lack of customers. Uh, is that is that a British thing to do? I mean, yeah, yeah. Is I that mean, yeah, the, you have to understand. You don't come that, visit my armor any longer. I, the fact that you ask is the only is, is is the most interesting thing, really. I mean, yes. I mean, what do you expect the answer to be here? Yes, that is the British way of doing things. It is to if 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 your customer does anything you don't like, you just insult the hell out of them, um, and then, as you say, moan and 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 act utterly shocked and surprised when you no longer have their custom. And blame them. It's interesting you say this because that's that's very that's very American revolution esque, right? The colonists are over here. You know, we were over here in seventeen hundreds. Yeah, blame them. And then you sit there like, hey, you know, I uh, I can't I couldn't help but you uh, coming over here and notice you taxing us quite a bit. Uh, also, couldn't help but notice we don't have any representation over there. Uh, couldn't help but notice that. So what you can do about that? So it's like, instead, it's just like, well, you're just ungrateful, aren't you? How dare you? You're recalcitrant, awful. Yeah, and then you wonder why they want to leave and why 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 they declare ungrateful, all yeah. ungrateful colonists. You know, it's very it's very interesting because I think no, it's exactly how you know, I bet in, you there were ice cream trucks involved as well. Like I bet you that I bet <laughs> you at the Philadelphia convention there was a couple of ice cream vans <laughs> outside the, outside the hall there, you know, and that was <laughs> and, the final and one score. of them. And yeah. one of them was an ownery, cantankerous man, and the other one yeah. was a sweet old man yeah. who'd been there since, you know, the Mayflower. Came and out. Thomas Jefferson was basically like, I've had enough of this, right? I'm just going to draft something. <laughs> is, I'm going to draft a complaint, right? A memo. You had enough. And then it ended up being, you know, it, it, it went viral, basically. We've had enough of your 99 flake. Yeah. But the, so this is interesting because I feel like going back to the geopolitical realities of, of, of everything, we can talk about authenticity in a minute. But I do feel like there is in Western civilization uh, a, a, a knowledge of, you know, we're we're here not really understanding the reality, and it's your fault. 
um, if that reality is inconvenient for me, <laughs> right? Um, and and I think I think we've we've really noticed this. I think in, in in the last like 25 years, right? Since really since the end of the Cold War, we've really been in this situation in the United States where like we don't really live in a in a in a world where you know the, the leadership right is is in tune to the everyman right we, we've never really lived that way right but we but we accept it we accept that that is not the case we accept the fact that when the president wants a sandwich you know he gets a sandwich and then he doesn't get a bill right uh like we, we that just accepted that, that. Isn't like, that yeah, the, sure. the, the, yeah second yeah. clause yeah, in the con- constitution or something yeah, yeah. If yeah, but, the presidenteth wanteth a sandwicheth. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get a bill. Yeah. They don't get a bill. They don't get like, you know, they don't get no they bill. Don't have like a, yeah. yeah, if they want an ice cream party, they just, you know, if they want ice cream, they can just, just load it up, just bring it on in. Right. You know, and that's kind of it. Um, and, and I think we kind of accept the fact that these people just don't live in the real world. They, I mean, you go to Washington, D.C., this isn't the real world. This is how normal people live their lives. Right. But I think it's 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 been interesting that, 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 the pandemic itself has really, and I don't know if this is the same in, in Argentina, probably is. Um, it, it is incredible to me to see the shock of people when they're like, well, I can't believe our government, uh, our government officials just aren't behaving. You know, they're not, they're not, you know, following their own rules. They're not doing things like the rest of us. It's like, what do you, well, what, how do you think these people live? Right. I mean, there's obviously a, a, a degree of, anger out there, but we can't really, you know, the American system, we have to wait till November. I mean, the British system's interesting because you guys just have elections whenever, whenever you want, right? Like, they're just like, I'm going to call an election. And then it just happens but, in like six but, months. But you have to say it in that voice. Uh, I'm going to call an election. You know, it's like, it's, yeah. this is, we've had enough. Otherwise it doesn't happen. Is Boris Johnson going to call an election in the next like three, in the next like three, three months or something like that? Like, I'm going to call an election. No. This is what I know. If it, he, he can do it whenever he wants, so this is the thing. Whenever so the one thing that is, you know, I know it always makes it always makes people from your side of the pond laugh when I when I tell them this. But like basically, you you sit around in in Britain doing nothing or just screwing everything up, um, and but then you wait until it's basically a, a, a slow news day or everybody's forgotten or everyone's in a good mood or you know you, you happen to be polling well. You know, for some stupid like you got a new you got a new cat in the, in Downing Street, you know, or like or the Queen's hair looked good. So then the, the nation is in a good mood, you know, and then so you call a snap election. You say, "Oh, we're going to have an election then," because you only call an election when you think you're going to win it. Right? Yeah, so, when, so when you're yes. when you're really screwing everything up, <clears throat> when you're like making a complete hash of everything, you don't call elections, right? Because you know what's going to happen. Right. So you just wait, you wait for a moment when things are looking a little less bad for you and then you call the election. It's a it's a little unfair to the opposition. Let me let me ask you a question about about this process. Let me ask you a question about this process. Is he under, does he have a time limit? Like, does, does he like, OK, it's Boris been six Tom, years. You got to get yeah, it has to be. Call. It has to be within. Yeah, he yeah. can't just make himself king for life. No, Um it has to be within something like five year, five year parliamentary cycle or something like that. Um, uh, but it's okay. not. It's not. There's not a fixed term for the next. There's not a fixed date for the next election, right? So, so for example, if this you're is a year into your, if you're a year into your government, right? Um, yeah. 
you can, and you're doing really well, you can call an election and then give yourself another five years. So, you know, you sort of turn five years into six years. You could do that every year if you were doing well, if you wanted to. And we could, we could spend, in fact, I never thought about this. We could spend our entire time having elections and it'll be like Italy, you know, it'll be <laughs> every year. It'll be amazing. You know, because it's like the, refinancing. It's like it's like a mortgage refinance. We're just getting refinance every uh, you know, or or an, an Argentine debt contract yeah. session. This is really interesting. This is like the political version. You know, so the, so the British government operates kind of like the 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 political version of American professional sports, right? Where you're where you're you know we're going to re-sign you for five years, even though you got five more years on your contract. We're going to sign you for you know, for an additional five. That's exactly you know, something like right. That. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. You got it in one. I think in fact, gonna, so the, the British election electoral system was based on American sports. Um, I think it, it's 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 probably true that one of your super agents, in fact, designed the parliamentary system in the UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scott Boris went. Over Scott there. Boris. You know, you know, this is the time. You got to yeah. be up. And he, he went. He went. We got offers. And said, "We got offers." Said, "Listen up." Right now. How, how would he? What, how would he address you? Like, listen, listen up, Lizzie. Sort of thing. Listen up, Lizzie. Free agents. I got, I got a plan for you. And she'd be like, "Well, yes, one's very impressive. Yes, mm. I don't think a plan is really in our cards. I'm trying to put air conditioning in the Tower of London. <laughs> that you, was a major expense. It's <laughs> a major expense. Do you think she knows how much money she has?" Do you think any of them know how much money they have? Like, if, they, if you were to put Prince Charles, okay, oh. if you were to put Prince Charles in a room, if you were to get him in a room, just have an interview, if Oprah were to put, oh, you know, get him on this get like the, the response, yeah, get him on this, yeah, Prince Charles, if you're out there, I want to talk to you because I, <laughs> I, uh, I can't it, really can say. You, I mean, I've never actually looked at my bank account. Yeah, how much, yeah, how much cash? Yeah, how much cash do you have in, in your checking account? I, I actually have a question about this, right? Because Americans have this view of British the, the British banking system of like a Mary Poppins-ish sort of thing, right? Where, you know, the officers go in in tuxedos with, with flowers on their lapels. And bowler know, hats. And then the, the people, yeah, and bowler hats. And the people are all in there. And then, you know, you know, the kid comes in, like, you know, says they're stealing money. And then, you know, it's all the cages closed. Yeah, there's <laughs> no a run on the back. Does that happen very often? Is that, every, is that, is that how week, it still works? Every, and, it's, and, it's, and it's exactly the same way that it's depicted <laughs> in that movie. I mean, yeah. that's exactly the way it works in Britain. Basically, it's always small small boys always start runs on banks. They get ice cream <laughs> van murders going, and you know it's all this inspired murders. And you know, it's you know it's always the way. Or they, you know, they they build cars that fly, and you know, and go to magic lands, or their beds take off in the middle of the night. The car, the car you know, didn't it's, fly. It's, it happens all the time. Did the car fly? The car didn't fly. No, the car flew. Oh, I know, I know. Chitty, I know Chitty Uncle Albert. Oh, oh, and Chichi Baby. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was, I was still Mary Poppins. I mean, I remember Uncle Albert. Uncle Albert going up to the ceiling and having tea. Uncle remember. Albert, yeah. Or those. What about those ones? Um, what about the grandpa and the other ones who are in bed the whole time in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Those four people who live <laughs> in the same bed and they've been in there for like twenty years, and they're not even old. So you look, but at them, that's the definition. And they're in, they're all in the bed that, at the same time. The, the two sets of grandparents that, spend the, the entire lives, and they haven't got out of bed. Isn't that right? For like something like twenty years. But isn't that until they get the golden ticket? Isn't that 
the the just perfect depiction of just British suffering. You know, like you guys love to suffer. Like you really do. Like you know, there's just this ingrained culture in in British life where you all just and and here's the thing: it it has corrupted the American political system because what has happened now is. But go on. But but I'll I'll tell you exactly what it was, right? So, but when this pandemic started, there was a big, there was a big push against President Trump when 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 Trump was saying, "Well, you know, we need to get back to normal. You know, everything's going to be fine in two weeks. Everything's going to be great." And then, you know, people were like, "Well, you need to level with the American people." And I think this is really where it's where it's gone in COVID land, right? Where now, now we're just now everybody's got a different story that we just can't get any story straight. And I think what's what's happened is uh, the trust that flows out of this Churchillian ideology. Like he, like I think President Trump thought he was he was being Churchillian and saying like you know it's going to all pass, going to pass in two weeks. It's going to be really quick. We're turning the corner. We're turning the corner. Uh, <laughs> and he thought that was like Churchillian coming out without a mask on and yeah, talking yeah. to the He's people so for three and a half hours a day because everybody was just sitting at home doing nothing. You know, so you're just sitting there and you're hearing this guy talk and everything. And they were pretty entertaining. I actually, the entertainment value was pretty good. But what was interesting about the whole situation was he thought he was being Churchillian, but, but like Churchill's message was dour. Churchill's message was like, you know, this is going to be horrible. <laughs> Like you, you have no idea what's coming. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. the British, yeah. and the British were like, "Well, here we go." <laughs> and like the guy in the ice cream thing, well, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just gonna keep selling ice cream. <laughs> you know, so he's he's out there. But I think this quest in America, because in the United States, Churchill is seen as almost even more majestic than than, than Roosevelt almost in, in my opinion you know it's it certainly a sector of, of American populace didn't, doesn't like Roosevelt now but but Churchill is seen as this incredible charismatic leader and there's there's truth to that but I think we try too hard to emulate it without actually seeing like look he was really good at leveling with the British population you know he, he never really came out and said you know hey, it's going to be fine you're going to we're all going to go back to normal in two weeks time no, no, no. It was, it was, it was, you all need to get in your bomb shelters tonight at 7.30 because yeah, it's coming and it's yeah. going to be bad. It's going we, to be really, really you bad. You will suffer for, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, no, we, look. But that's part of your look, culture man, now. You you've opened up. You've taken the lid <laughs> right? off something here because it is, yeah. it, I mean, this goes, this goes deep. It's one of those things where, you know, when somebody says something as obvious to my ears as what you're saying right now, it's hard to know where to begin because, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. There is not really any as- aspect of life in the UK, of, of a British person's life, perhaps I should say, that doesn't, into their minds, kind of benefit from an additional element of suffering, right? That is, we, we admire it to the point where we seek it out. And I mean, the, the great example, I, so many people I know, so many Brits I know, their idea of a holiday is to go and do something unbearable. So, so, <laughs> like you know, what? You sort of think, like, like, give me an example. Where shall I, what's, well, where what's, shall what's I go? The... I know what I'll do. You know, I'll go like, um, I'll go sort of trekking through the Antarctic uh, with only, uh, you know, only a, 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 a thin bed sheet uh, and shorts. You know, but sort of, and 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 no no food, 
And then it will just be kind of like, oh, it made a man out of me or something. But, you know, it's always sort of, there's always this element of making things unnecessarily hard for yourself. It's like our idea of a really good school in the UK is a school in which they give you electric shocks at 6 a.m. in the morning in the cold showers kind of thing. You know, that's that's the idea of building character. It's like somehow you're like um, the, the wealthier you are in the UK, especially with old money, the wealthier you are, the colder your home is. Right. So if you're really posh, if you're like the queen, right, there will be you don't have air conditioning. Because, you know, it's sort of like, ah. what an unnecessary luxury. That's for the nouveau riche. You know, it's it's that sort of idea. that, And the thing that the Brits think about Americans is that you're all just a bunch of pampered babies, you know, to be That's blunt. probably true. Yeah, when it's sort yeah, of like I mean, you guys have everything so comfortable. Like when you sit down, your sofa is actually comfortable. Whereas in my culture, it's like the sofa will be like a rock. And it would just be like, and then you don't, and then you sort of say, I'll just sit on the rock. It'll be good for me, you know? Um, and everyone, everyone thinks I mean, I, that's There's admirable. just something very, there's something very Shackletonian about your, uh, about your entire worldview, right? You know, we're going to go take a ship to Antarctica for what yeah, purpose? I know. We're going to go explore. When are you going to go? The middle of winter. Like that's probably not a great time to visit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to visit. Uh, that's, I mean, none of the other tourists you know, go at that time of year. What are you doing? Yeah. No, I'm, like, <laughs> but yeah, this is it. This is the fundamental difference because I'm always, I'm always feeling like I'm somewhere in between these two cultures, right? I, f I feel when I'm in the United States that I'm, I'm always there's too much of this, there's too much sort of comfort, you know. Um, can I, everything can I ask is too you convenient. And then when I'm have, have you read hmm. have oh. you read about have you read endurance have you read the book have you, have you read about about the Antarctic voyage of Ernest Shackleton have yes you, have you read yes yes book? of course yeah. I have yeah yeah I, I just it, it was just incredible to me that this guy left truly in the middle of in the middle of winter in Antarctica he left he left Buenos Aires <laughs> he left Buenos Aires in August. Yeah, I know. Good time. He left in the middle of winter. He was like, no, I will go. <laughs> no, but I, I think exactly. And I think that's what it is. If it's like, if it's going to be bad, let's make it as bad as it possibly can be. Um, it's, it's like, why don't you leave in November? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a bit like, like that. Go down there and enjoy a nice Sir, would, would Sir like, uh, like a, a, another, another wheelbarrow of ice in his bath? And be like, yeah. Yes, funny, yes, geez, what's bring, funny? Bring more ice. What's funny about the suffering, though? What's funny about this is this guy is leading this expedition, right? And it, obviously, it's gone horribly wrong, right? And his prescription is, "We shall suffer more." Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah. we will beyond ration. We will beyond do this and that. Yeah, and it, you thought and it was bad before. Just wait till you see what I've got planned. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been to parties like <laughs> Did you know that there is a guy whose job it is to put toothpaste on Prince Charles's toothbrush? Is that true? Have you have you met that guy? Have you have you has that guy come out and said this is what I do? No, I've never I've never met that guy, but I would do anything to meet him and for him to be able to speak openly, but he never will be able to, of course. Because um, now that I've even mentioned him on this podcast, he's probably in the tower. <laughs>
shackled to the wall <laughs> with no, no, with he's, no he's on the rack you know he's like sort of you know, the rack. give him another turn you know <laughs> he's in the iron maiden you know i didn't, I didn't tell nobody nothing <laughs> <laughs> I love that you brought the Cockney accent in there. See that? See that's good content, right? See that's what I'm talking about. The the, the I didn't tell him anything. There's a there's a minuscule obscure podcast from an Argentinian and an American that mentions you. What did you say? <laughs> nothing, sir. Nothing. Nothing, my lord. I, but I lord. have heard. I have heard from indirect direct sources, so to speak. Um that it's true, that the guy refuses to put toothbrush, toothpaste on his own toothbrush because it's beneath him. That's the that's As the, the future guy king of England. To. Yeah, that's the guy we should be listening to. That, like I say that's the guy views. I take my cues off because you know, <laughs> like basically, I mean, how can a guy who doesn't even put toothpaste on his own toothbrush be wrong? <laughs> Speaking of taking cues, shall we speak again next week? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. I hope, I hope uh, that our gentle listeners would like to listen to us too, but who knows? God bless them. God yeah. bless them. One and all. Okay, well, uh, thanks for listening to this week. We'll be back next week with more hijinks uh, for Dominic Hilton in Buenos Aires. I'm Phil Consuegra in Los Angeles. You've been listening to the Two Gents from Nowhere podcast. Hey, if you want to sponsor us, we'd love the money. Uh, but more importantly, we'd love to push your product. So get in touch with us. Uh, all the info to get in touch with us can be found in the show notes. Thanks for joining us. See you next week.